0: welcome to the oracle at motion tarot cast an added bonus to the spiritual phoenix podcast i'm ross cessna the oracle at motion and i'll be offering weekly open readings for the collective consciousness to see the cards visit the spiritual phoenix studios youtube channel i've put a link in the description we are fan funded and you can contribute with the link in the show notes Other ways to show your support include subscribing to our YouTube channel, leaving us excellent reviews wherever possible, engaging in our content on social media, shooting me an email, and sending an audio message through the Anchor app. This is a community podcast. I'm just the humble host. Let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Um, We have another rune. I think I'm going to start doing the runes as I uh, do these videos because it's kind of fun for me. The rune we got is Jera, and it is harvest, fertile phase, and one year. And the uh, general concept is to see this rune as an encouragement to remain in good spirits. But you should know that quick results cannot be achieved. A period is always associated. Therefore, the keyword one year, which stands as a symbol for the full cycle of time that is before the harvest, or exemption liberation so last week we had kind of talked about um, the rune spoke of liberation and fertility and all of this kind of stuff and now this is saying that it, it might take a little bit of time for that um, so as we're in this insecurity aspect of our lives right now and we're beginning to plant have this fertile soil it's key to remember too that it's probably not going to uh, occur as quickly as we would would like it to, um, but that's also part of the whole process is allowing it to mature as it should and not feeling rushed, and that's very true for me with stuff with um, the books I've worked on or the podcast or every other aspect of my professional career and what I've been doing um, has been this sense of urgency, but also beginning to come to the realization that I need to be okay with where I'm at and let it develop naturally. So it's interesting. I shuffle these cards very, very well. And if I'm not mistaken, several weeks ago, Transformation and The Gift both came up as well. Um, And they came up in this exact order again, even though they were shuffled very well. Um, So tying it into Insecurity, which is still going on this month, is um, Transforming Insecurity into this gift of connection but then also transforming insecurity into passion because when we transform our gift to some kind of connection or purpose um there should be a passion or driving force behind it there's these deep greens in there the green is relative to the heart chakra that's really all about kind of igniting our passion um and there's this whole kind of um tribal motif going on there the tribal motif really is kind of about connecting to our our roots on a deep level and that's even further expressed in the red lava of um relative to root chakra so to me it's kind of this deep reality that we've held within that we're putting out and it's connected to our heart a lot of us are kind of disconnected from our passion because of things that we've been told in childhood or upbringing um, actually largely because of insecurity as well insecurity is something that will completely destroy your passion um, and as we begin to embrace who we really are, um, and begin to kind of cultivate ourselves on a deep level. We begin to remove the obstructions to passion. Now reading the Rumi oracle card, it says, if it is love you are looking for, take a knife and cut off the head of fear. And since the card of this month is insecurity, this is really speaking about overcoming fear, overcoming that insecurity. And Again, the green on the insecurity card is about the heart. It's about love. The arrows on the insecurity card are relative to thoughts. Um, And if we're looking for love, we have to overcome our thoughts of um, previous relationships that have hurt us. We have to overcome our thoughts of what we think love is. And we have to overcome our expectations of what we... um, What we're looking for in people and i won't say that we shouldn't have expectations or boundaries um, because those are essential to healthy relationships and it's essential to know what you want in somebody to some extent but the rigidity of that is unrealistic and then also one of the things that's incredibly tricky about uh, love or anything like that any kind of relationship in general is people are going to have characteristics or behaviors that likely trigger some kind of fear response in you. And we have to begin to do some kind of risk assessment as to the likelihood of these behaviors kind of coming up and hurting us in the long run. Because there is no such thing as a perfect person. And if you meet somebody who doesn't kind of trigger any fear response in you that's not healthy. But if you look at every red flag that somebody waves as uh, disconnecting from that person, you're really, really limiting yourself. So we have to open ourselves up, but also not be stupid about it, if, if that makes sense. And I don't mean stupid in an insulting way. I mean, we have to be intelligent about the risks that we take. Risk taking is an essential part of having healthy lives. Um, but also taking calculated risks is important, but not being so analytical in the risks we take that we become frozen is essential. I think I've really hit the gist of what I wanted to touch on there. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and then shuffle the cards. I want to take this time to really ask you if you enjoy this podcast to leave a review and a five star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. This is something that'll help me more than anything else. Like, it doesn't cost you anything except a couple minutes of your time. And that will greatly impact my reach and can allow me to offer more benefit and eventually even a higher quality podcast as I reach more people. Um, Shuffle one more time. We'll do a cut and we'll go to the first card. So you have the Hunter of Spirits. So this really speaks to kind of going in and uh, exploring our demons, getting intimate with kind of the things that we hold on to from our past and the things that we've kind of uh, imagined and letting it go. Um, The most healing and the most ultimate good that we can do for the world as a starting point is going in and facing our own darkness and making that darkness light. Here's the thing, unless you've spent a lot of time introspection or in, in introspection or unless you're, uh, this rare occurrence of a person, a lot of us have a lot of dark and heavy psychic and emotional baggage that we have to sort through and let go of, and it's not something you can consciously shed, uh, or it's not something you can subconsciously shed, it's something that you actively have to work at removing, I should say. So the hunter of demons or hunter of spirits is about going in and doing that work, um, I think one of the biggest issues that we face kind of in the spiritual community is people loving lighting over trauma and then really just suppressing it deeper and deeper. Um, And I think that being optimistic and positive about things has its place, but it can come to a toxic standpoint. And if people are afraid to do shadow work or acknowledge some of the darker aspects of themselves or have an honest conversation about some of the shitty things they've done, Um, And take responsibility for it, they're limiting themselves and it'll actually hurt other people. Um, Going in and taking radical responsibility for your life and for your actions and for everything that you've been a part of is no easy task, but that's the ultimate path to knowledge. Until we know ourselves on a deep level, level, we can't be aware of our own deception and intricacies and how we filter the world to meet our own needs. And even with that knowledge, we still fall uh, prey to that at times. So part of getting over insecurity is looking at ourselves and becoming familiar with ourselves and developing self-esteem and self-confidence by making peace with who we are and the darkness that we carry next one that comes up is the nine of stones and this is really about uh, getting connected with your emotions and not being controlled about it so one of the things of this card is stones are about emotions um, in this specific deck and there's a lot of air in this card so the air kind of speaks of uh, thoughts. This character is held up above these air wisps and these stones, so he's kind of above his thoughts and emotions, just observing everything. And that's one of the ways to get over insecurity, too, is become th- this conscious observer of your experience, but not be associated with it. One of the things that I notice that I fall victim to is I associate who I am with my thoughts. But am I really the person that's thinking them, or is that just my conditioning playing out? Kind of view it like, uh, view it like a, a. I hate to use a video game analogy, but it's the simplest one to use. View it like you're playing a video game, and the character is speaking, but you're sitting back watching it. Are you the character speaking? in some senses yes In others you're the observer begin to observe um, and separate yourself from your thoughts and emotions and not in an unhealthy way but in a way where you can choose is this serving my greatest good is this hurting me how does responding this way help me and then also being the um, the hunter of demons and say where did this come from and it's not so much that you need to assign blame or victimhood for where it came from understanding the source can help you understand how it's impacted you and begin to remove those obstacles from your life. And then it also adds a layer of forgiveness because then you can understand that maybe the the situations that led you to act that way, um, or conditioned you to respond that way weren't optimal and you did the best that you could, but that behavior is no longer necessary for your life. Um, Becoming the detached observer for your experience in my personal Life has been one of the greatest things that I've been able to cultivate and it takes time and it takes patience And that taps into the rune of one year give yourself a year um, To really hone in mindfulness to hone in doing some shadow work to hone in on really getting intimate with who you are give yourself some space to make mistakes and all of this but give yourself a year a year from the time that you hear this to overcome some of the obstacles that you're facing and tell me if you don't have a difficult experience um i mean if you if your experience hasn't changed if your experience hasn't changed in a year you probably fell off of doing the work because anybody can change their life in a year your life can be completely different in a week if you put in work But on a year, the difference will be astronomical. I'm approaching uh, 11 months free of cigarettes, and a year ago that was a preposterous concept to me. It was something that I wanted, but it seemed intangible. Um, And it's not to say that I haven't had moments where I haven't wanted a cigarette, but because of that ability to be the detached observer, I'm able to say, okay, is this really what i want and i can say well a cigarette does sound good right now but then it's do i want to deal with all the associated health problems and the fallout of that as well as the guilt and shame associated with having a cigarette and for me the answer is no and i'm not saying if you smoke you have to quit smoking that's just an example and then the final card the ace of stones So the Ace of Stones is kind of about connecting to our emotional core and kind of having this wellspring of emotions and really getting intimate with who we are and getting to the depths of our emotions. So culturally, we're really taught to avoid our emotions. We're almost taught that being emotional is a negative trait. And here's the thing. Emotions can be incredibly destructive if they're not... uh, refined i guess and i don't mean in a sense that we don't let ourselves feel how we feel but because we have so much repressed emotion when we feel anything we feel it so deeply that it can create a lot of chaos one way or another Um, and when we begin to allow ourselves to feel our emotions on a regular basis without judgment without suppression and just allow them to surface the edges of them soften at times to where it becomes a completely different experience and we become emotionally expansive. Part of the reasons that we're not allowed to have our emotions is because in our childhood, oftentimes we're told, um, men are told, to quit being a little girl if we're angry or if we're crying or something like that. So men are taught to repress their, uh, their, their sadness of life or were kind of punished for being angry. I can think of lots of instances where I had valid anger um, growing up, but I was punished because it was inconvenient for people at that time. And when we allow ourselves to let our emotions flow, it can kind of open us up in a whole new way. Emotions have this energetic charge to them which can lead us to our own personal evolution and can lead us to new heights in our life, but we have to let them flow freely. If you stop the course of a river and you build up a dam, it builds up all of this pressure behind it. And then eventually, if these little cracks begin to come into the dam, if there's enough pressure behind it, it can create this huge release of tension. and with great force um that's kind of what we're talking about here opening ourselves up and letting that stream never kind of um overflow or like build up that pressure unless there's some kind of huge storm which is part of the natural aspect of life there's going to be times when you have incredibly emotional experiences but those don't need to have added weight put to them if that makes sense Um, So overall, this whole concept of insecurity here is saying uh, transition your insecurity into the gift of passion. You have to let go of your fear of doing this. You have to become vulnerable. Part of that vulnerability comes from exploring your internal landscape um, and taking radical responsibility for where you're at in life and shedding that skin of these past behaviors, learning to become the observer of your thoughts and emotions. And when you do that, and you let your emotions flow freely, you will begin to understand that your emotions are a gift. They're kind of like an energetic um, guidance system. And this guidance system can fuel your passion for other things, and emotions are actually a blessing. They are one of the things that gives us our human experience. We just have to change our perception of it. And with that, love, light, and respect, peace. Thanks for listening to the show, Phoenix family. Just a reminder, we are fan-funded and you can contribute with the link in the show notes. Other ways to support the show include leaving excellent reviews wherever possible, subscribing to our YouTube channel, engaging with our content on social media, sending me an email, or reaching out via voice message through the Anchor app. Your support is greatly appreciated. Much love and synchronicity. Peace.